You're listening to K-Squid Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. My name is Julian, and I am an intern at Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit which helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers and start their career journey. We provide career expos, panels, guest speakers, and more. Today, I am here with my other host, Melina. Hello, everyone. Our show, What to Be, highlights the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job, or what is that job really like, then keep on listening. We would also like to remind listeners that the opinions expressed by today's guest do not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. Today we're joined by our guest, Brooke Ewaldson, who is a guest speaker and college representative for the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, otherwise known as FIGM or FIDM. Can you tell us what FIDM is and what exactly you do for that? So FIDM is a private, specialized, fully accredited college. We're a California college, mm. and it's been around for 50 years. Um, we're a design college with mm. 26 different majors. So mm. everything from footwear design to fashion, mm. uh, television and film costume design, interior, visual communications, mm-hmm. digital media, graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is related to one of the more creative industries mm-hmm. here in California, mm-hmm. uh, which we really have like the lion's share here, uh, California and New York. Mm-hmm. So it started in California or? You know, we are, we were founded by the same president that we have today 50 years ago. Um, she actually came out from the Midwest uh-huh. Uh, took a look mm-hmm. at California and decided, wow, there's, you know, manufacturing, mm-hmm. there's Hollywood, there's fashion. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't somebody put together a college that really mm-hmm. serves these industries? Mm-hmm. Um, so in its founding, way back when, we've we've grown. We now have four campuses uh, mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. So L.A., San Francisco, mm-hmm. there's San Diego, mm-hmm. and one in Orange County. And those mm-hmm. are actually the centers of mm-hmm. fashion we are the center uh, really globally for action sportswear. So Orange oh, County has like 270 different mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. sportswear companies alone. Can you explain more about your career and history with it? Fina, well, I did work in the fashion industry. I What did you do? Well, I did a few different things. I did grow up in Santa Cruz County. Mm-hmm. I went to Harbor High. Um, I also attended Cabrillo. Uh, When I was in high school, I was an art student, Mm -hmm. and I loved, like, making all of my own clothes. Mm -hmm. I loved painting murals. I would rearrange my mom's house, Mm -hmm. which, you know, every day she came home, she's like, where is the couch? Oh, that's fun. (laughs) That sounds fun. So I um, graduated but really didn't know what to do. I Mm -hmm. shared with my parents. I thought maybe I wanted to be an artist. Mm -hmm. And as you can what imagine, they uh, no, they're like starving artists. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they couldn't relate. My dad had a PhD. He was a scientist. My mom's oh. a teacher. Um, so, you know, they encouraged me to just get my general education. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was going to college, and this is at Cabrillo. Right? At Cabrillo, um, I saw a job as. A model so oh. I started to model in the industry nice. and um, then got to know like the owner of the company that I was working for mm-hmm. now at that time it was actually a fashion auction 
Mm, now okay. we don't have those anymore but it yeah, was what be- is a fashion auction like? <laughs> well, it's like a, run- what, like a runway yeah it's like a runway show but this you're is selling clothes? and we're selling oh. in that case designer samples oh. um this is before like tj maxx um it was hmm. before uh, <laughs> ross or marshall's um so people would come to the show to get like amazing fashion mm-hmm. at a discounted price and we would mm-hmm. auction off the clothes so I started to help her buy um, merchandise because yeah. I was younger than she was um, for the for the shows. Mm. And from there, I just got more interested and helped her to open a couple of boutiques um, mm. and then also became an auctioneer. Mm. So Do, can you sample for us like something you would, would say? I'm let's, curious. Let's sell this iPhone. And let's see if we have a bid for $100. Let's go now $112, $125, now $137.50, $150, $162.50. You know, and so it goes on. And often people are like, why do you talk so fast when you're auctioning? We may have, you know, 80 items. Yeah, and you can't spend all day. You know, yeah, in an hour. <laughs> you know, so you have to cut yeah. it off. You have like 40 wow. seconds per item. Um, but from there, uh, I, so I was auctioning, but just loving fashion, working mm-hmm. with DJs, working with models, mm-hmm. um, styling the clothes. Mm-hmm. And I was still going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Um, and what were you studying there? Well, it was really kind of around my voice because I, I was mm-hmm. one of those people that didn't mind getting up in front of an audience um, and speaking. Rare unicorn there. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, so I I had pretty good odds because I thought Mm. not everybody likes to talk in front of an audience. So Mm. ultimately I wanted to go for um, broadcast journalism. But because I took so many years at Cabrillo and so much time to figure out what I was doing, by the time I was getting my degree, I was married. And I wow. had a child. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I went to school, college for like eight years. <laughs> so, and was that because you didn't know what you wanted to do? Or because well, you actually wanted intentionally went? Well, because I think it was because nobody um, acknowledged what I wanted to do. You know, mm-hmm. had they took a, taken a studied look yeah. at those things that I did naturally well, mm-hmm. if they saw, you know, the kinds of activities that mm-hmm. I liked, they would have said, like, why don't you look at the mm. field of design? Yeah. Like, did you recognize that in yourself? Yeah. No. Or no. Well, no, because it was just something I did. Yeah, but it wasn't like I a didn't. Career. I didn't think that it could. I just didn't even know you could do you yeah. know that for a living. The design industry, the fashion industry, mm. is huge in Southern mm. California. Yeah. Even San Francisco, you have Levi Strauss, Gap, a lot mm. of big companies. But, you know, in Santa Cruz, we do actually have, like, Santa Cruz skateboards. Mm-hmm. O'Neill's was founded yeah. here. So, you know, if you if you kind of look around, then you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time I graduated and, you know, was looking at becoming a broadcast journalist, mm-hmm. it, it hit me. It's like, oh, you have to be up at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> And I was, like, not a morning person, even at, like, 6 a.m. And I had a child, so I was like, that's just not going to work, you know? So um, my next step was to go into public relations. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing that I did find out about myself as well was my first public relations job was with a high-tech company Mm -hmm. way, way back in the day when Silicon Valley was just being founded. Mm -hmm. 
I was sitting in my office looking out the window and I saw this guy raking Mm -hmm. and I was watching him rake and I'm like, oh my God, that just looks wonderful. Like, (laughs) I want to be out there raking leaves with him, like, you know, (laughs) kind of cleaning it up and, you know, I'm kind of looking at them, planting the plants Mm -hmm. and I'm at that time I just had this epiphany like this realization it's like oh my gosh you are in the wrong line of business girlfriend like this is not what you want to do you Mm. do not want to sit at a desk you don't want to work on a computer you Mm. want to be out there and you want to like make things more beautiful Mm. so I didn't exactly have a plan for that Mm. um but I did know that I could still do fashion Mm -hmm. and that was more active and it Mm -hmm. wasn't desk oriented. Um, So I started my own business at that Mm -hmm. time and did also sell designer samples. So um, along the way, and I was also a professional auctioneer by then. Mm -hmm. um, And so I did a lot of charity auctions. What kind of um, training would you do for that? Yeah, how did that like... How did you train your voice to become? (laughs) Well, they actually have schools to become auctioneers. I did not go to school. You can study. It's kind of like Mm. a real estate license. So so back then, uh, you did need a a license to Mm. auctioneer. And Mm. to get the license, you had to know, like, you know, the different parts of the cow. You had to know the different kinds of horses because they really, you know, yeah. Yeah, the focus was. Yeah. So... Um, I learned that. I don't quiz me now because I don't remember. <laughs> um, and then just really practiced, you mm-hmm. know, with different increments and being able to, you know, to fill. And really the thing that I loved is working with the audience, you know, mm-hmm. making eye contact, having that nonverbal communication, mm-hmm. kind of the psychology of the mm-hmm. sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so doing like large events for Mm. different charities was was fun um but you know after a while i I was definitely getting a little tired Mm. and that's when a friend of mine who was the editor of the good times Mm -hmm. uh, said hey i see this job and it says that the fashion institute needs a public speaker Mm. i'm like well that works you know i've done fashion and i'm a public speaker And this would be the perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did. I applied. Mm-hmm. Um, they liked me. They liked my background. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, even though it wasn't the same degree, like it, it was public relations. So that worked well yeah. for what I was going into. For your interview, did they ask you to like sample? A- <laughs> they did. What did, they do? What did yeah, they actually, they asked me to stand up and and tell them a little bit about myself. Yeah, and then they can kind of tell who. Yes. Yeah. Like Definitely. How, yeah. If you're really a public speaker, or if you're just on your resume. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I might have shared, like, you know, I think they asked me, like, what was my first job? Mm-hmm. You know. So of course I had to share with them. I was an elf. And uh, how was that? <laughs> well, I was an elf at a place called Santa's Village. <laughs> Was so it an I, actual place? Or just like yes. Okay. It was in Scotts Valley. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And they actually had another place called Lost World. Mm-hmm. And Lost World was across the freeway, um, kind of near where um, Scotts Valley High School is mm-hmm. in that area. They used to have this huge dinosaur. It was like <laughs> 50 feet tall wow. as you drove. Is it still there? What happened no. to it? Do you know? 
It's dead. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been replaced by something it's, else. Yeah, it's, it's been moved. Oh, that would have been cool to see. <laughs> it was awesome. And then Santa's Village, Mr. and Mrs. Claus lived mm. there. I ran the merry-go-round. Um, but eventually I was promoted mm. and I drove the train. Oh. Um, so think boardwalk, but now, but, but Santa, yeah. you know, mm. in, in the forest. And it was in a redwood grove. It's now exactly where all of the new um, buildings, there's new um, like condos have just been put up there oh. near Seagate. Mm. So anyhow, um, so I was just, you know, the envy of the other elves because <laughs> I got train? to drive the train yeah. so uh, but it was it was fun it was my first step into you know show business so do you think <laughs> that job gave you the confidence to keep uh, doing public speaking well it did I mean it was a, a lot of working with like kids mm -hmm. they would bring kids in by the bus load yeah um, and you had to assert yourself you yeah. had to use yeah. your voice to keep control mm -hmm. um, and I did work also in like different restaurant jobs, mm. being in Santa Cruz, growing up in Santa Cruz mm. um, as I was in high school. Mm. But it was always people oriented. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely, you know, had a sense that that was something I should pursue, something mm. that working with people, not mm. going into research. You mentioned high school. So in high school, were you a good public speaker? And were there um, any classes or programs that you were involved in? Yeah, I, you know, again, I was an art student. I never did drama. Um, to be honest, I spent a lot of time on the beach. Really? Uh, it was <laughs> it was way, way back in the day. Um, <laughs> we didn't, I don't even know if they had AP classes then. Um, it was a really different time. You know, the mm. population was like less than half what we yeah. have on the planet yeah. right now. And it was just a lot more, you know, easygoing. Uh, I don't yeah. think we pushed as, ourselves as hard as mm. students do today. You know, it wasn't a global economy quite mm. then. It was more local. Mm. What kind sure. of art did you do? Um, I did like watercolor. It was not my best. I was really more of an acrylics. I like landscapes. Mm. I still like a lot of color. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately... I haven't been able to, um, you know, pursue my art because now it's, you know, life is too busy. Uh, but someday, <laughs> mm -hmm. someday I'll go back to that. Yeah. So as a college representative, um, what are your duties? What do you do? Well, I, one thing I love about my job is because I work in the community and educational affairs department, mm -hmm. we're given the freedom to do different kinds of presentations mm. so we have historical ones like mm. on the history and fashion of france mm. um, like louis the 14th was the first to wear the high heel and popularize it oh, oh really um, wow. leonardo da vinci was one man that worked on the invention of the high heel oh i did not know that <laughs> yeah there's some pretty cool history mm. um we do you know the the history of modern american dress mm. and how World War II really allowed women to wear pants. Yet mm -hmm. even here in Santa Cruz, uh, going to high school in the 60s, my mm -hmm. older cousins were in the 60s, they couldn't wear pants to school. Mm -hmm. um, so there was like this huge revolution in 1970 yeah. when all the girls just started wearing pants. So mm -hmm. it allows, the job itself allows me to kind of venture out. Um, we do 
professional development mm -hmm. workshops, social media management workshops, visual communications mm -hmm. workshops. So the job continues, you know, continuously requires me to learn uh, and, you know, working with teens and younger students mm -hmm. is always refreshing like my knowledge mm -hmm. and giving me a different point of view mm -hmm. um, so I really enjoy and appreciate you know what that brings into my life just mm -hmm. the um, understanding of kind of like what's happening right now mm -hmm. do you have a favorite memory that comes to mind when you led to this career um to this job let me think or your previous ones oh my previous ones yeah, I know. <laughs> sure you have some I'm sure you have some yeah <laughs> getting those cookies from Mrs. Claus. Um, oh, you know, I think just being able to like really feel like I have a sense of community with other people that I work with. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am what is called like, a, you know, out in the field. <laughs> so, you know, we are field workers. Um, so we don't always see our coworkers, but mm -hmm. because I have stayed with the job for a mm -hmm. long time, I really develop close relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so that on a personal level has been really um, fulfilling. And then of course, working with students who have found like, oh, this is it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And like myself, not really realizing that you can do it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, when I think of the students that I've met that have just had that insight that mm -hmm. was definitely probably the most rewarding is just you know show you know sharing with them mm -hmm. and their families that this is a huge multi multi-billion dollar global industry mm -hmm. and uh, that there is so much opportunity mm -hmm. um, so many people have been encouraged to go into STEM mm -hmm. um, that we have a real need for designers. So mm -hmm. there are thousands of jobs now open mm -hmm. in the design fields because of people choosing law or medicine or mm -hmm. some other fields. Yeah. Have you faced any challenges in this career? Um, it It's always, um, well, it's always challenging to keep the audience, in this mm -hmm. case, teenagers uh, <laughs> inspired and connected mm -hmm. uh, technology is certainly uh, comp you know competes for attention mm -hmm. um, so that's uh, something that's very challenging uh, building awareness so it's not only teenagers that may not know about this industry but educators mm -hmm. administrators mm -hmm. um, the general public mm -hmm. and I think it's it Unfortunately, the art and design of the things that we own and value haven't really been given the value, the, the people that create them here mm. haven't been given the value that perhaps they need to be recognized mm. for. If you go to Europe, a fashion designer is the equivalent to like a lawyer wow. or a doctor. They're very highly esteemed. Mm -hmm. They're artists. Mm. And here, you know, in the United States, we. I think just take them for granted, mm -hmm. you know, like it just happens or something. So, so that's challenging. Did you always know you were going to go into fashion as a high schooler or what was your, as a high schooler, what was your like life no. plan? 
Well, again, I think um, like a lot of people, I, I kind of focused on more of a grandiose vision of maybe what I would be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, my my vision, my goal has never really changed. I mean, my emphasis is to make the world a better place, mm-hmm. um, to maybe bring more hope and beauty mm-hmm. um, to the planet. Uh, originally, as I mentioned, I saw that maybe by innovating the mm. news, like instead of like turning on the, the nightly news as a mm. broadcaster to gloom and doom, you know, <laughs> why don't we talk about like all of the amazing things that are mm. happening? Like, mm-hmm. because I think it is a, a social psychology, mm. you know, the more negative things that we think about, the, the more maybe they yeah. manifest. Um, so of course my instructor said, that's a ridiculous idea. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> Um, so I kind of got dissuaded by that, mm. um, but I know I didn't actually really think, and that's why because I don't think I knew about it. Like mm-hmm. even interior design, you know, creating yeah. everything from healing environments. Right. You know, you can use color like a mauve pink is one of the most soothing. Right. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> blue is calming. Yeah, blue. Uh, red, you know, can actually induce anxiety. Hunger and anxiety. Uh, right? Orange is will make you hungry. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Uh, so you know, every color has its association. Mm-hmm. You know, black can absolutely be sophisticated, but mm-hmm. if you surround yourself in too much black, mm-hmm. it can you know start to pull you into the darkness a little bit mm-hmm. more. So uh, yellow, so you can counter that <laughs> with a little yellow, which will mm-hmm. make you feel cheerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and green, you know, is growing. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's, and, and then it, it, it gets even down to the, the specific shade. Like pastel and yeah. all that. So it's, and there are people that just do that for a living. You know, wow. they, they, they only work with color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like you've always had this artistic side to you and you've never really, yes. it's just a part of you carrying it with you yeah. all over you. Yeah. And yeah. And that's what I would encourage, you know, students just to just really tune in and listen to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like for so long uh, growing up and it doesn't happen as much to me today. I, I used to think in color, you know, and mm-hmm. so everything was very visual in my mind and, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe hearing melodies and things like that. And mm-hmm. I, um, you know, and yet just kind of pushing that down. You know, mm. I was a very good student in mm. high school, um, you know, got good grades mm. throughout college and, um, but not in those fields cause I didn't take them that mm. would have connected with that way of thinking. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you were a high school student today and you were interested in going to FITM, what yeah. would you study there? Well, I probably at today now, originally it definitely would have been fashion Mm. because I used to look at people and I would design clothes for them in my head, like just like (laughs) random strangers on the street. I'd be like, you need to change that. Let me just put this on you. Um, But today I would probably do um, maybe interior design or visual communications Mm. Visual communications is really fluid. It's creating environments. It could include mm. sound, lighting. Uh, it's really developing experiences mm. for people. So you could bring in multimedia. Um, so it's got a lot of freedom in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. 
I'm also a yoga person. <laughs> so um, I am really fascinated with just that connection mm -hmm. uh, between like, you know, our mind, our body and mm -hmm. our and the environment and mm -hmm. how that all works together. So I think that could the visual communications could really make that an interesting experience. Yeah. Is there someone that you look up to or that inspired you? Um, oh, absolutely. I When I first worked for the college that I work for mm -hmm. today, there were some women that worked there that I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, if I could only be like them, <laughs> like theirs, like look so good. And, <laughs> um, you know, they speak so well mm -hmm. and, you know, they're very positive. Mm -hmm. Uh, they dress well, I'm guessing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they looked fantastic. Uh, and and one thing I think, you know, people will have in their mind, they feel like, well, if I don't have money, I can't look good. Mm. That is absolutely not true. All you have to do is walk in the Goodwill and see mm. that new dress for $1.99. Do you have any fashion tips or, or interview outfit tips that... Yes, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Good one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, don't worry about where you find it, but do mm. make sure that it fits well mm. and that the look is timeless. Mm. So, you know, you might look back at Audrey Hepburn is yeah. always such a classic yeah. example and you know, who would we give for the guys? I don't know. Like maybe not Cary Grant, but um uh I'm sure there's a fashion icon mm. for a man that is just a timeless look. People mm have peeled away um, a, a lot of, say, the facade of mm. fashion. So I don't think um, you want to look like overly dressed up. What would that mm. entail for you? Um, so for me, <laughs> I would say... Not too much jewelry, right? Yeah, like kind of keep it simple. Yeah. Um, like wear a good quality, but nothing mm. that like screams, this was expensive. <laughs> Um, <laughs> alligator skin right yeah. <laughs> and then on the, yeah on the flip side I think people do themselves a disservice when mm. they are too casual mm. um, growing up in Santa Cruz you know oh, being yeah. a part of the counterculture lip gloss yeah shorts. yeah <laughs> and uh, I remember just like you know getting dressed up and then mm. having people look at me like who are you and where are you from? Like, and I was like, I'm from here. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, but I think there's always that, that um, what they call high, low fashion, mm -hmm. where you're kind of combining a, a current trend with something more classic mm -hmm. that just looks right. Yeah. You know, and you can certainly find that online, yeah. you know, with a lot of the influencers to say, yeah, that, that looks good. That's professional. It's not too casual, mm -hmm. um, but it looks like fresh. So. Mm. Do you have a style icon? <laughs> Probably many, right? <laughs> or right now? Well, okay, I do actually. Um, she's one of our graduates. Oh. Um, her name is uh, Jules Siriana, mm -hmm. and her her site, her Instagram site is Sincerely Jules. Mm -hmm. And she's just... <laughs> Land. she's got it going on she's got <laughs> um, just a great eye for fashion that kind of looks like a combination of Ralph Lauren and boho chic and oh. she does a lot of great um, collaborations and uh, mm. with different companies um, but she's she's definitely got a great style mm. do you think the fashion industry has changed throughout the years to include more like mm. experimental designs and 
Well, it's always been right. pushing <laughs> the envelope. Yeah. But I think the, the biggest innovation for, the, you know, the fashion industry is sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, really oh, yeah. taking a studied look. If we have, if we are trending towards 10 billion people mm-hmm. on the planet, how do you clothe? Because a as lot of people. far as I can tell, most people do wear clothes. Um, really. <laughs> So, you know, how do you provide that many people with something that's not going to damage the planet? And Mm. that's what we're working on really hard. Mm. So even Pharrell Williams has a a textile company Mm. that they harvest plastic out of the ocean Mm -hmm. um, and they create fiber out of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a mushroom that's grown that there's something they do to this mushroom Mm -hmm. that it can create leather mm. so it's not plastic wow. it's not pleather because we have to move away from plastic yeah, but using things everything from like grape skins and of course to mm. coconuts coffee plants anything that we're consuming yeah, yeah that has a, a byproduct mm. if we can think in the cycle you know mm. and completely use everything that we are discarding mm-hmm. as a part of that reproduction mm. of another um material from Mm. it that's how we're going to solve a lot of the world's problems uh also ethical you know business practices Mm. if you do business you know within the united states we do have laws that we do Mm. follow up on if you go outside of the u.s to manufacture you really have to know who are you working with Mm-hmm. what is the labor mm-hmm. um you know what is their um status with mm-hmm. you know what are their conditions mm-hmm. and make sure it's ethical mm-hmm. you know not every country is like the united states they mm-hmm. have different agendas even the the people working um, they may want to work six days a week because mm-hmm. they're only working for a certain period of time mm-hmm. They're not looking at it like this is my career. They're just mm-hmm. wanting to come and make money. Mm-hmm. But it's knowing the different cultures, the different mm-hmm. countries, and the middlemen in between. That's what's important. Wow. Yeah. Um, what is something that you haven't done yet and you still want to achieve or do? <sighs> I used to think it was skydiving, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. Um, good question. Well, I think I, again, would like to, you know, develop uh, a way for people to um, just really, you know, find that place where they are at peace and they are Mm -hmm. happy um, and that they feel um, like, you know, the world is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. So just to continuously work towards that. And, uh, you know, it will definitely include a lot of environmental, you know, influence. So mm-hmm. the, the place uh, that this takes, whether it be, say, a yoga studio with mm-hmm. a lot of uh, interior that's designed to give people that mm-hmm. freedom, visual communications. I haven't quite gotten there. I think that's the next chapter. Okay. The last question we have for you is, uh, are there any last comments or thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? I would say if you're looking for a career, do what you love. And as Confucius once said, do what you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. So that 
is absolutely the best advice I could ever give anybody. Um, and don't doubt yourself mm. because that mm. that thing that you dream of can be your destination. You just have to keep going, keep mm. working towards it. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful advice and perspective and for being a guest in our show. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you to all our K-Squid listeners for tuning in to today's career story with your host, Melina and Julian, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Brooke. If you would like to be on the show, have questions, or want to request a specific career, send us an email at whattobe at ksquid.org. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again next Sunday at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. or online at ksqd.org. Thank you, K-Squid Santa Cruz listeners.